Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center. Hello, I'm Gary McCulley, and welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud. Today, I'm speaking with Don Grabsky, Director of Product Management for Seagate. Good morning, Don. Hi, Gary. Let's start out with your role at Seagate. Maybe describe a little bit about what you do and the products that you manage. Yeah, I'm the director of product management for our high-performance computing storage systems. This includes the uh, Luster Parallel File System, in which we uh, partner with Intel's Luster Distribution to bring enterprise-class parallel computing storage systems to support large-scale uh, compute clusters uh, based on Intel CPU architectures. Describe a little bit about how Intel and Seagate partner on that particular product. So we're using a software offering from Intel. It's referred to as the Intel Enterprise edition luster. Intel's contribution for our solution is really providing an enterprise class uh, luster distribution. And luster is a parallel file system that's really used for scale-out storage to support compute clusters that are using shared memory for in-memory compute resources. And so if you look at it from the context of if I have a single compute node and everything is a serial operation, you're going to bottlenecks in I.O. both um, network connectivity and CPU. And so you can provide much faster time results for applications or shared memory in the compute cluster. So that's also a compute cluster component, but you still need to solve for the storage I.O. capability. And so specifically, we partner with Intel. We utilize the Intel distribution for Enterprise Edition Luster. And from that Luster stack, we add our value-added services, which we refer to as engineered solution. Talk a little bit about the value-add that Seagate brings to the equation. Again, we start with the foundation of Intel Enterprise Edition Luster, version 3.0, which is uh, Luster 2.7 as our foundation. And from there, we build upon our field deployments, over 200 installations, including some of the largest installations on planet Earth that exceed, in some cases, one terabyte per second per file system. And so the only way we can really achieve that is really have building an engineered and then solution, which means we control all the firmware, all the version controls, the hard disk firmware, embedded application servers is all ours, all very meticulously engineered to have a very balanced system and scalable system in a modular fashion. And you really learn to improve quality by getting your field deployments and having a revision control of everything. And so every time we deploy new systems, you know, we have a very enterprise-like system to get the feedback and continually improve the product. And so now we're approaching our sixth year of deployments. And a second aspect of our value add is a new product we just announced called L300N and is for our Nitro software stack. Luster in itself is hands down the premier best efficient sequential bandwidth performance file system for disk drives. So when you look at typical HPC workloads, they're somewhat described as large sequential file, read-write, I.O. profiles. And so in its essence, Luster file system can really provide excellent price per gigabyte per second efficiency and price per terabyte efficiency. However, one of the challenges with Luster has been IOPS. And so one of the challenges, you have to compromise on IOPS to get that bandwidth value. So the key value add that we just announced at the last supercomputing 16 
in November is referred to as our L300 Nitro software stack. And this is essentially a hybrid system, whereas we're using a majority of the system is based upon hard disk drives, but a small percentage is utilizing solid-state disks. And so the Nitro software stack is monitoring the I.O. profile from clients uh, to the object storage server, and it's looking for block size. And what we found is block sizes around 64 or 128 kilobytes in size really get a lot of benefit for uh, using flash acceleration. But the larger files are probably better utilized in hard disk drives for for performance. And so we kind of bifurcate uh, the I.O., which is really a systems administrator's decision on where they want to have that demarcation line on what blocks go to flash as a cache and which files bypass the flash and go to the disk. And so we're finding enormous IOPS, 10, 20x improvement in IOPS, depending on what block size is. And the second I.O. workload profile that's really difficult to solve for is called unaligned I.O., in which the block sizes don't quite fit nicely in, in what Luster wants to see, which is one megabyte file. And so this causes additional cycles to complete those operations. So we're also seeing a lot of benefit for this hybrid architecture to also solve for these unaligned, really difficult I.O. workloads that Luster sometimes produces. And so the value add here is that this is all transparent. There is no proprietary clients, no proprietary software that's required on a file system or any modifications to end-user applications. It's all transparent. It's all happens below the file system. And so this is a very significant value add. Just for our listeners, Luster Software is a Linux-based, open-source parallel file system. It's probably at the heart of most of the high-performance computing storage systems around. Probably the software of preference for the world's fastest supercomputers, right? Yeah, that's a good uh, definition, Gary. The history of high-performance computing, it really started from the needs of the Department of Energy to simulate nuclear storage chips, you know, things you couldn't do in the real world. And the need was to simulate these into compute clusters. And so the first choice of file system that was funded originally by the government was the Luster file system to support these large compute clusters. And so the vertical markets, you know, starting with Department of Energy for academic research, for energy exploration, financial modeling, uh, manufacturing, and, and the list goes on. And so what we're really excited about working with Intel is now Intel has partnered with Seagate, so now we have two very well-known technology leaders who have taken ownership of the Luster file system in terms of distribution and roadmap forward. So I think Intel's enormous contribution to the Lustre file system is really providing that high availability and that enterprise resiliency that's really resonating for these commercial accounts as well as traditional academic and science. Now, you guys have evaluated Intel's OmniPath product. Talk a little bit about that. Yes, we completed our OmniPath evaluation, and we're finding that performance for Omnipath is on par with alternative 100 gigabit performance metrics. So I have to say kudos to Intel for very quickly bringing a real cost-effective and compelling value proposition for high-performance networks. We're very impressed on what Intel did in really closing that performance gap to get the equivalent type of performance relative to an InfiniBand is what I would say is really the uh, competing network. 
And I say that message is also resonating with our customers too. So you really look forward to continuing to partner with Intel and bringing OmniPath into these large compute clusters. This is great information. Where can our listeners go to find out more about some of these products? Is there a URL they could access? You just go to the Seagate website, just Seagate Cluster Store on a Google browser, and that'll take you right to our homepage. And there's data sheets and information on there, and it's easy to navigate. From there, you can get a lot of the information we're referring to data sheets and contact information, and that'd be a great place to start. Well, great. Don, thank you for your time today and best wishes to you and Seagate. All right. Thank you, Gary. 